0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Hope that you all have had a great week and uh, looking forward to a great weekend. i to remind you guys, new episode or episode issue of Ring Magazine is out, dedicated to the great Julio Cesar Chavez, senior and uh, badass cover. We do some pretty badass covers at Ring Magazine, I gotta say, gotta say. All right, uh, a lot to discuss, and I'm going to start with some personal stuff, okay? Um, i've been waiting to announce this for a while first of all uh i gotta give a shout out to uh a couple of my stable mates uh at the gym that i train with that i spar with one of my guys uh nick davis we call him no dice no dice nick davis he is fighting tonight on a telemundo car down in plant city florida he's fighting against stephen shaw undefeated american heavyweight prospect so um He was brought in uh, last minute. There was a couple of cards that kind of like fell through and fights that fell through. And uh, I took this fight on just a couple weeks notice. So big Nick flew down to Florida with his coach and my coach, Christian Steele, who's a pro fighter out of Philadelphia, who now owns a gym down here in Atlanta, trains us. And uh, big Nick is uh, flew down. They flew down yesterday to Florida, uh, weighed in, good to go. And they're fighting tonight. So uh, Nick is. So I just want to. Give Nick a shout out. And a couple of other guys that I trained with at the gym are fighting in a master's tournament here in Atlanta this weekend. Um, Joshua Rodriguez, who uh, recently started a uh, podcast here in Atlanta, he calls it the Atlanta Boxing Podcast. I welcome you guys to check that out. He's just getting started, just kind of learning the ropes, and and I've been trying to help him out. Uh, you know, A little bit of coaching, like, hey, try this, try that. Here's what worked for me. Here's what didn't work. It actually was on an episode of his show about a month ago. So um, check it out, man. Just just uh, look on YouTube. Look for um, Atlanta Boxing Podcast Michael Montero and check out that episode. We talk a little bit about the training that we're doing right now. I give a little bit of background about what why I'm fighting. I, I talk about my brother and my family and my background a lot. You guys might enjoy that. It's probably – It might be like hour long, something like that. And it's, uh, I'm, he's asking me questions, which is rare. So, so you guys might enjoy hearing me talk a little bit about my background there, but he's going to be fighting tomorrow. And a couple other guys from my gym, I would have been fighting in that tournament, but I actually tore a pectoral muscle, uh, earlier this month. So I had to take a couple weeks off of training. Now, you know, me, I didn't stop training, even though I tore a muscle, I kept training. which, you know, they, they they told me, hey, chill, don't, you know, don't train at all. I couldn't do that. I still have been running and stuff, but I haven't been boxing. But I'm going to be fighting next month. I have a fight date, September 16th. And I want to tell you guys a little bit about it. Um, So I won't be fighting, unfortunately, in a tournament this weekend that I was supposed to fight in. I was really depressed about it for a week or so, but I, I've had some uh, some great help with my coaches And my wife has been great, too, uh, supporting me, kind of getting me out of the dumps. And I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, I'm probably, you know, 70, 80%. I'm not going to be 100% for my fight, but who the fuck is, right? You're never 100% for your fight. So I have a date, uh, September 16. I'm going to fight on a a charity event here, a charity card here in Atlanta. And um, Terry Moss, who I've had on the show, local promoter, former pro fighter herself, and now runs a gym here. Uh, Trains pro fighters, amateur fighters, and actually trains the Georgia Tech boxing team, which is pretty cool. Runs uh, a very successful gym here. Probably the most successful gym, but totally dedicated to boxing here in Atlanta. There are several gyms that do like boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, just all combat sports, all martial arts. Hers is strictly dedicated to boxing and it's a huge, huge facility. They put on fights there. And you guys, if if you watch my show, you've seen her on the show. You've seen some of her fighters on the show previewing some of the cards that she's had there. Uh, So she's putting on what they call Corporate Fight Night, which is an event she does every year. This is the 14th year. And well, she didn't do one last year because of COVID. But uh, I'm involved um, and I'm fighting to honor the memory of my brother, Anthony, who you guys know, uh, died last November and i got to choose the charity uh and i I chose a charity that's very personal to me and my family uh because of how we lost my brother which i'll be talking about more in the coming weeks i don't want to talk too much about that today i will mention that uh my brother's birthday is in september and this coming september next month will be his first birthday since his passing so it's going to be very very emotional for my family it's very cool that I'll be fighting just before his birthday, like a week before. Um, so uh, it's it's a true USA boxing uh, master's division fight. So uh, I see Hamed asking in the chat, am I wearing a head guard? Yes, I have to. I Believe me, I tried everything in my power to, to not do the head guard, but I have to because I'm 42 years old. Um, I got all my medicals and everything. I got my, my book and everything with USA Boxing. It's 100% sanctioned, 100% legit. And I want you guys to know that the people fighting on this card, many of them have boxing experience. Uh, there's going to be an amateur show, which I think has nine fights. I am the main event. I'm fighting in the main event of that amateur show. And then after that, there's a pro show that I think has three or four pro fights featuring Atlanta area uh, prospects and, and, um, and veterans. So, um, it's going to be a fun, fun show. I think 13 fights total, and they're all like short, like four rounders. We're getting right to it. Boom, boom, boom. But I will be fighting in the main event of the amateur show. Another one of my stable mates is going to be fighting in the co-main and I had signed the contract. It's legit. It's, it's a legit fight. Okay. So I think you guys are going to, uh, enjoy watching it. The WBC recently started the WBC channel, the WBC Live channel. They're just kind of starting it now, right? And it's still kind of in the beta stages, but they're live. They've gone and they're they're streaming events. And they have agreed, I I I reached out to the WBC. I know some folks there and told them about, you know, they know about my background with my brother and everything that my family's been through. And I told them about this event and and we're going to be raising funds, the, the proceeds from the tickets and the live stream are going to go to a charity, a facility, I should say, here in Atlanta that I chose um, called the Ridgeville, Ridgeview Institute. There's actually two of them in the Atlanta area, two locations. And they provide um, assistance, uh, treatment, medication, counseling, all this stuff for people with mental illness and people with addiction and alcoholism issues. Um that's it, a huge issue, especially now. Uh, you know, after COVID broke, and millions and millions of people are are out of work. Uh, there's a lot of areas here in the United States, and I know all over the, the world that are still going through lockdowns and, and things like that. Um, depression's up. Uh, mental illness is up, uh, and issues that come from that are are up. Suicides are up. Drug addiction issues and things like that are up. So uh, this is a very personal issue for for me and my family um, as it relates (laughs) to my brother. So, and again, I don't want to talk too much about my brother today. I'll be talking about him more in the coming weeks. But uh, so that's that's the coolest part about this is the proceeds from from everything are going to go to this place that's going to help get people the help that they need, the care that they need, actual treatment. You know what I'm saying? Um, The treatment that Ultimately, my brother wasn't able to get during the middle of the COVID lockdowns where budgets were cut, programs were cut. Um, You know, we tried so hard and we weren't able to get him the help he needed. So other people are going to get help uh, through my brother's name, which is pretty cool. So let me share my screen real quick here. Uh, I'm going to share all these links, guys, uh, later on and in the coming weeks. But um, so let me see. I want to make sure you guys can see this. Yes, you can. Okay. Here's a link that um, you know, I, I've posted this today on my um <clears throat> on my so on my Facebook, I think yesterday. Sorry guys, I'm a little scatterbrained. And this is where you can buy tickets to the event. Um, and these tickets, you know, will go directly to the charity that I chose. And you see, like there's huge VIP tables, you know, uh these go to like corporations and stuff, right? Uh, Because these tables seat like 20 people or something. But then there's individual tickets, right? And a few of you guys out there have already bought tickets, which, uh, you know, I I can't thank you enough. And, uh, you know, not everyone's in the Atlanta area. But those of you who are in the Atlanta area and you want to come out, let me know. Let me know. Um, uh, Hang on one second. Let me – I want to show you guys another link. Boom. Boom. Let's go to this one. Here's a post that I made. Look at the, look at this handsome specimen right here. This is a promo photo. We took uh, last weekend some promo photos for the, uh, for the event. And by the way, I stood there with my hands up, you know, and they told me, Mike, you can't do that. You have to put your hands down. So I did the shoulder roll stance here. That wasn't me trying to, you know, pull a Floyd Mayweather or something like that. Uh, they told me, you know, I, I couldn't cover my face. So it it was funny, you know, I went up there to take the picture. And of course I did a real boxing stance and they're like, Mike, we can't see your face, put your hands down. Uh, So anyway, yeah, I just wanted to share this because uh, here's the post that I made on my Facebook and I I just want to read through this real quick guys. And then we'll get to some, some boxing news, right? Some uh, global boxing news, but uh, Atlanta area friends, I'd like to invite you to watch me fight live. I'll be headlining the amateur portion of the Atlanta corporate fight night charity event. On Thursday, September sixteen, below is a link where you can buy tickets. If you want to attend, they range from forty dollars to hundred dollars for ringside seats. My fight should take place around eight to nine p m. Please use the specific link above to purchase tickets. The proceeds are going to an addiction and mental health treatment facility here at Atlanta that I chose to sponsor. Its cause is very important to me. I want to help people suffering from the same things that took my brother Anthony from us less than a year ago. For those of you outside the Atlanta area, you'll still be able to watch. The World Boxing Council will be streaming the event live. Details are being worked out, but I'll share them as soon as I have them. It's a black tie affair, so come dressed to impress. Thank you, and uh, I'll see you at the fights. So that's that. Just wanted to share all that with you guys. Um, Oh, we got a super chat from Keith. Let me get to this real quick. Thank you so much, Keith. He says, congratulations to you and Tiffany, and you're fighting for a great cause, brother. My condolences to you and your family. Thank you so much, Keith. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I totally, totally uh, forgot to mention. Uh, today is my one-year wedding anniversary for my wife, Tiffany, and I. We have, We've actually been together for eight years. We dated for seven years and lived together for probably... I want to say we've been together for eight years. We've lived together for like four of them. So, you know, we have plenty of experience together, but today is technically the one-year anniversary of our wedding. And we got married on the seven-year anniversary of the day we met. We met in downtown LA at a rooftop bar called Perch. Uh, those of you in LA, you, you know exactly where I'm talking about. It's it's right there in the heart of downtown. And we met there probably around five o'clock, five thirty in the evening uh, for like happy hour and had a great first date. It lasted hours and um, yeah, ever since, you know, so uh, it's it's been, my life has been different ever since. Um, so from, that was August 27th and you know, every year that was their anniversary. And so we decided last year to get married on that day. Our wedding, you know, wasn't anything special. We basically went to a courthouse. We had to wear masks. And you know, signed the papers, and uh, my parents, and my sister, and brother-in-law, and my little nephew Luca were there. Couldn't bring more than like five people, so uh, that was the rules. And we had this COVID wedding, and you know, it was like literally ten minutes we were there, and then we went and got dinner. That's all it was, you know. But that's that was the way of the world at that time. It was right around that time. It was actually a week before we got married last year that I went out to long beach california to get my brother out of the situation he was in i drove him all the way across the country and um i i put myself out there at risk of uh literally losing my life because of some of the things he was involved in um and um it was bad but we tried really really hard to get him help it was crazy you know i went through that got married a week later And then two months after that, three months after that, he died. So, uh, you know, my first year with my wife has been tough. I mean, my brother died, COVID lockdowns, um, issues at work. You know, I've had a a lot of people this year kind of went after me and attacked me in the boxing world. Actually, not a lot of people. It's only about three or four of them. Um, But I've I've been through some shit, you know, uh, this this first year of my marriage, but um, having that good woman beside me who I call Tiffany, my conciliarity. That's basically saying she's my counsel. I go to her with everything, with questions, with ideas, Uh, having her with me through this time and having you guys. Yes. Yes. You guys um, in boxing, my training is what's kept me sane this year, man. It's been a tough one. It's been a real, real tough one, but um, you know, I I can't wait to fight. Next year or next year, next month. And, um, I'm really looking forward to hopefully some of you guys being able to see it. So what, when I get information about the live stream, I will let you know. Uh, Carlos Cabrera with the super chat. Thank you so much. She says happy anniversary to many more purchase a must when in LA. Yes, it is, man. You know, I love my rooftop bars and, uh, the, the view there is awesome. Freaking love it. And, um, it will always be special to me because, you know, that, that's where I met my wife. It was just different that night when I met her. You know what I'm saying? I, it was like at the tail end of my player phase. So I was getting burnt out on the player game because um, it does get old after a while, you know, and you're just, you're like, man, I want to find someone that like I could just chill with and, and stop, you know, doing all this. Because every date is like a, a job interview, you know, and I'm not going to get all, into all that. But, you know, I was, I was, at the tail end of that game. And that when I met her, I just, it was different. It was just a different feeling. I was like, okay, there's something here. And here we are eight years later, super chat pledge from Johnny's combat talk and news. Thank you so much. Johnny it says happy anniversary, Mikey. God bless, bro. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. All right. Um, awesome. 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 All right. What else can I talk about? Um, I want to make sure I got all my personal stuff out of the way. So uh, happy anniversary to me and my wife. Can't have drinks tonight. I got to be good, but we're going to go out to dinner. I, I got reservations to a cool place we haven't been to yet. Surprising her with that. And she went to the gym this morning. When she ran to the gym, I went to the store real quick on the sly. I got a dozen roses, a card, and I, you know, cut the roses and put them in a vase, a vase, and, and put it on the table, nice and neat and pretty, with the card for her. She came home from the gym and was like, yeah. So we're doing good so far. We're batting 1,000 we're batting so far today. We'll see how dinner goes. I'll have to be good. I can't have no dessert. I'll just get it all to her. Okay, um, and then fighting September 16th. Remember that date, guys. And if I can get you the, the link to the WBC stream I think they're going to charge like $10 or something. Okay. Um, so if you can't do it, totally understand, but if you want to watch me fight live, cool. And the proceeds from that are going to go to this facility that's helping people in need. And, um, either way, I should be able to get a copy of my fight, the video from the WBC, and I'll chop it up and I'll post it to my YouTube channel. That just might take a couple of weeks, you know what I'm saying? But either way, um, that's what's up with that. Okay, uh, Nacho says. Now I know why you talk about the crazy ex girlfriend who you couldn't let go of. Mike, ha! I had a couple of them, I had a couple of them. Um, oh, I got stories. I, I could, I could honestly do. I could do a whole different podcast on women, sex, relationships. Believe me. Just imagine, okay, a kid from Detroit originally, a little rough around the edges, uh, former Marine, Italian and Eastern European. You guys forget that I'm also Russian, okay? I'm not just Italian. I'm also Russian. But um, moving to Los Angeles, broke as hell, sleeping in a friend's closet at the age of 30. Now, you would think that my dating prospects would have been shit. but I was like an exotic flower out there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I I stuck out, especially when I started getting involved in acting and stuff like that, entertainment stuff, media stuff, which led me to to boxing. Um, there's a lot of beta males in acting. In fact, it's mostly beta males, and the media as well, including the boxing media. It's full of beta males, and um, I had some good times out there. I'll just put it to you that way because I, you know, I was an exotic fruit when I got to LA. Um, So it was good times, good times. All right, I'll leave that alone. Jack Alter says, one year, Mike and Tiff. Thank you so much, Jack. And I'm loving that avatar, by the way, the Arturo Gatti, love that. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, Um, Hamed says, uh, Mike, condolences. I hope this cause can help people in the future. Uh, Great gesture to choose that mental health treatment facility. Thank you, Hamed. And again, I'll be talking a lot about it uh, over the next few weeks. And mainly right now, I just got to give it as close to a hundred percent as I can. There's no way I'll be a hundred percent by September 16, but if I'm at 80% or something, I think that's going to be enough. Uh, I- I'm confident. And I'm going to go in there and put on a show, man. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Eli says, uh, Montero alpha, Michael alpha Montero. I love it. Uh, Ricardo Martinez says, is Oscar De La Hoya your boss? No. Ring Magazine is completely separate from Golden Boy Promotions. Are we owned? Are we a subsidiary? Yes. But nobody at Golden Boy Promotions is involved in anything Ring Magazine does. Not our ratings, not our writing, not our website, not our YouTube channel, our social media. None of it. Completely separate company. So no, Oscar is not my boss. Okay. Uh, Keith says I can have a tiny bite of dessert. I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. We'll see what we get. I mean, maybe I'll have like a little corner of cake. (sighs) You know, I don't miss the desserts that much. What what I miss is like having a beer. So I did road work today, right? You could see a little bit of sun on my face. I went out and, um, and man, it was hot as shit. I ran because I had to work in the morning, I was busy morning, I couldn't get out and run until like one o'clock, right in the middle of the heat, sun pounding on me. After like a really hot run (laughs) or like, or going outside and cutting the grass, I just want one extremely cold beer, right? I love my coffee, hot. I love hot, hot coffee. I like really cold, cold beer. I can still have my coffee, but, man, do I miss beer. <laughs> Super Chat Pledge from Feeling Dangerous113. Thank you so much, my man. He says, happy anniversary, Mike and Tiffany. You guys are freaking awesome, man. You guys are freaking awesome. Thank you so much. Nacho says, gun to your head, you picking borscht or gnocchi? I know you ain't picking borscht, but hey, look, Italian food is the best food in the world, okay? Yeah, Italian food's going to win out just about over everything. Borscht ain't bad, though. But yeah, I'm definitely picking Yoki. Get get out of here! Come on, that's not even a debate. All right, guys, I wanted to talk uh, quickly about this WBA thing, um, and the reason why I wanted to bring it up. So, you guys have heard about the WBA saying they're going to eliminate their interim titles. I think there's ten current interim title holders. It's actually legit. I, I talked to a few people in the know. I cannot give names, uh, so don't ask me. But I talked to sources. And uh, I've done a little digging, and there's actual teeth to this. So basically what happened, uh, Mike Bizzulli, um basically threatened them, okay? He, the, the head of the Association of Boxing Commissions, which historically has been an extremely weak orga- organization that hasn't done shit. With Mike running it, he was just reelected recently. He hadn't been running it for a while. he just gotten back involved. With him running it, it's a strong organization again. And there was a letter sent to the WBA with basically legal threats where it was, it was basically telling them like, look, we're going to get the government of the United States involved in this shit. Like, you, you know, we're going to go to great lengths here and investigate your shit um, and, and tear your ass apart. And we're not going to recognize any of your fights in the United States of America. The WBA had to respond. So a lot of people think that this response from the WBA is based upon the shit decision with Michael Fox, where he got ripped off a couple weeks back. That didn't help them, right? It added pressure, but this really, really was because of that threat from the boxing establishment saying, because when the ABC makes a ruling, all the state commissions here in America are going to follow that ruling, okay? That's the way it works. And they basically said, you ain't going to get none of these damn sanctioning fees for these 5 billion titles you have here in the United States. Now I want you guys to think about this. WBA is headquartered in in Latin America, but where do most of their title fights take place? Ta-da, the United States. What platform do they take place on most of the time? You guys know, right? PBC, most of those interim and regular title fights, PBC, which is the biggest American, uh, boxing platform in regards to representing the most American or American-based boxers, right? So uh, you guys have seen the cards recently on Fox, FS1, even, even Showtime, that uh, Bantamweight triple header recently where there was like 8,000 WBA titles involved, right? That's big business. So this, would, this wasn't just a threat to the WBA. I want you guys to do the math in your head. I can't spell it out live here, but just do the math. This was a threat to people they do business with, hint, hint, okay, which, which for the record is everybody, but certain platforms more than others here in the United States. So this was a massive threat to people uh, making money. So the WBA quickly responded, now, what I want to see is, is this going to continue over the next two or three years? Because getting rid of the interim titles, cool but there's still the regular, the super, the gold, and all these other damn belts, right? So is this just a gesture from the WBA to get the ABC and some of the powers that be in American boxing, the establishment, off their back? Or are they going to continue to follow through? And is the head of the ABC going to continue to ride their ass and make sure that they clean up all the other belts? That's what I want to see. But I wanted to mention this because there is legitimacy. There's real teeth to this thing. The WBA has made promises before, and it was just empty promises, right? But with this one, when their wallet, not only their wallet was threatened, but people they do business with were going to be affected, and the threat of like the FBI looking into your shit, they responded real quick, which lets you know just how fucking corrupt (laughs) things, things were because- if, if you got nothing to hide, then you say, All right, fine, let these motherfuckers invest me. Let, let them look into what we're doing. But when you respond literally within days of getting this letter, that tells you right then and there that, yeah, there was some shit going down. And they didn't want nobody looking into that. So um, that is what's up with the WBA. Again, we will continue to monitor that over the next couple of years. But supposedly within the next year, they're going to eliminate these interim belts and all the interim title holders are basically now mandatories. And you guys should know there is a space for interim titles in the sport of boxing. It's not a crazy concept. Um, take, take the fight that happened last week with, with um, the Pacquiao and Ugas. It was supposed to be Spence in Pacquiao. Now let's just say, forget about all the titles that were involved. Let's just say for the sake of argument, there was only one title involved. It was the WBA title. Let's say the WBA only had one champion at 147, and it was Errol Spence. And he had to pull out of the fight due to the the retina tear. So then what they could have done is have Pacquiao and Ugas fight for the interim belt. And the winner of that fight, uh, Spence would have to fight them as soon as he's ready to fight again. So the interim title is supposed to kind of be a temporary thing. So there's space for it. There's there's instances where you could have an injury, a champion could be hurt, there could be something going on where the title is kind of on hold. And instead of letting everything be on hold, you say, no, 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 okay, we're going to have an interim title fight. And the, the winner of that fight will face the champion when they're ready. That's the way it's supposed to work. So I don't mind interim titles, but what happened is over the years, and it's not just with the WBA, but they're the worst offender of this. Is And it's also the promoters, one promotion in particular, would market their fights, whether it be an interim title fight or a regular title fight, as a legitimate title fight. So people would be watching, like that Bantamweight triple header I just told you guys about. There was, there was titles involved in that, and eliminators and all this. Meanwhile, the legitimate WBA Bantamweight champion is Naoya Inoue, right? We all know this. But on that PBC triple header, all those dudes fighting had some sort of piece or a future piece of the WBA title. It made no fucking sense, right? So it was being abused. That system that started out maybe a couple decades ago just blew up and it became just grossly, grossly uh, unethical. And it was being abused by the promotion, and I got to say – Most of it was with, at least with the WBA, most of it was with the PBC recently. You guys have seen these cards. And the WBA just kind of said, all right, y'all want to pay these sanctioned fees? Cool. We'll keep keep this shit going. Finally, somebody in the boxing establishment stepped up and said, enough. Here's what's up. Here's what we're going to do if you don't shape up. So we'll continue to watch the WBA, but just wanted to let you guys know uh, that's what's going on. Super chat pledge from J and M. Thank you so much. He says, happy first wedding anniversary, Mike and Tiff. I know you're going to win your fight to honor your wonderful brother from John and May. Thank you so much. I hope I win. But to sound completely cliche, win, lose, or draw, it's the training that really kept me from losing my mind after I lost my brother. And I decided that I wanted to do this to honor him. He loved boxing just like me and it's, it's helped me, man. It's really, really helped me. So even if I go out and get knocked out by a jab in the first 10 seconds of the fight, would that suck? Yeah, that would suck. But I'm still going to be happy that I went through this whole process. I have trained and gotten really close to fighting a million times, but there's always something that came up that I now looking back, I will admit used as an excuse, I let life get in the way to, to uh, not fight, right? And over the last, uh, what, eight months that I've been training constantly, I've had multiple injuries, man. I, I cracked a couple ribs early on in sparring. Um, I just was, wasn't in shape yet in my midsection and all that wasn't where it needed to be. And I busted a couple ribs sparring. That was an excuse. I could have stopped fighting right there. When I tore my pectoral, Uh, Earlier this month, I could have stopped fighting right there. There's been other things that have been going on uh, in my professional life and personal life and stuff with with my family that have been difficult um, with my home and the renovations we're trying to do, like just life, right? There's been plenty of things I could have used to say, yeah, yeah, I'm done with this. But this time I'm like, no, fuck that. I don't care what happens. I don't care if I'm 100% or not. If I could be 80% or more in the ring, I'm going to go fight. Now, I would have fought this weekend in that tournament, but the doctors wouldn't clear me. They wouldn't clear me. They did x-rays and imaging and all that. And I said, you're not fit the box. We can't clear you to fight, which sucks. But I'll I'll be clear to fight in September. They've already promised me that we're good to go. So Uh, actual facts with the super chat. I love that uh, profile pic, man, United States Marine Corps. Awesome. He says, Semper Fi, Uh, you stay consistent, Mike, complacency kills. Get it, man. You're a mean motivator. Ooh rah! I love it, man. Thank you so much. And yeah, you know, I should mention my my thoughts. You know, y- yesterday was a sad day, man. Um, I woke up just thinking about my brother Anthony. Uh, it was just one of those days, you know. It goes off, up and down. So I was it was kind of sad already in the morning, and then uh, I heard about the Marines, and there was I think one Navy corpsman that died over in Afghanistan, and dozens of of Afghan nationals died as well. Uh with the ISIS terrorist attack, I think it was two two ISIS bombers. Um, that's just awful, man. I mean, just senseless, bullshit it just it just sucks. So um my heart's with my my fellow marines, but w- with everybody involved in this, obviously, uh, just just terrible, man, absolutely terrible. deed three four, four zero with the super chat. Thank you so much, deed. He says, well, they get rid of the regular titles too uh that's that's what I want to know. You know, honestly, that's what I want to know. And trust me, I'm going to keep up on this. You guys know I will. So we'll we'll give them a year. We'll watch and see what happens with the interim belts. But come next year, I'm going to start asking about these regular belts. Because to me, like the word regular and the word champion should not go together. When I think champion, regular isn't a word that comes to mind. When I think champion, I think of words like exceptional, super, super is a good word. Right? That works, but regular champion, that's like having a tall midget. You know, it, it doesn't work. It just doesn't go together. Okay. You know what? We got a phone call here. So we're gonna jump to it. And um then we want to talk about some Manny Pacquiao. All right. Three one seven, you're on the show. What's going on?
1: Hey, what's up, Mike? Jack Alter.
0: Hey Jack, I thought that might be you. What's going on, man?
1: Uh oh, good. I, I, I remember you saying you have to pay for these calls, so I didn't uh, I didn't want to be on there too long, uh, so sorry about that. I'll, I'll, I'll obviously like hang up after this because I don't want to have you paying, but yeah, man, I'm going to be ringside at your fight, so I'm excited.
0: That's awesome, you. bro. That's awesome, man. Cause, so, yeah, it, man. It, for, you, for those of you who don't know, Jack lived in Indianapolis and uh, just recently his family relocated to the Atlanta area because you guys are down here now, right? Or are you on your way still? Uh, three days you're gonna be here in three days okay three days, I'll okay cool
1: yeah so I better get a picture bro
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely man about-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro but uh yeah yeah you're talking about if you need to record it bro I could totally record the fight for you like uh just give you some extra footage if you want like different angles I'm yeah like man please uh, I'm doing a yeah yeah, yeah sure I could do that because you know when
0: oh sorry go ahead
1: go ahead Oh, I was about to say, I'm doing a punch, uh, the Triple G resume video. I'm on the Canelo one now. And, man, it's, you want to find, because fights, they don't just show, like, all the, you can't really see all the punches that landed sometimes because, like, the camera angle doesn't show it. So I'm always looking on YouTube from, like, ringside angles to fight. Like, you remember the uh, Pacquiao knockout over, uh, no, uh, the Marquez knockout over Pacquiao? Yeah. Well, that one, like, the angle, yeah, I had to look up the angle where, like, you could see best what happened. Because if you remember that knockout, they showed all the angles except the one where Pacquiao like really got clipped. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. it didn't show. It only showed like from behind. So like, y- you want to see all the angles. So I could definitely like record those for you. But uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be hype. It's gonna be hype.
0: Yeah, man. I'm trying not to be nervous. Uh, you know, I-, I just know that my preparation is what's gonna get me through it, but it just sucks you know these nagging injuries man I'm, I'm fucking old i'm like twice your age so it shit starts to uh, get torn up when you get older man you can beat the hell out of your body no, now and you're good the next day enjoy it while it lasts
1: no bro if you're not uh like when i trained with layman and i had a fight in april dude it was so horrible like the nerves before and every oh, yeah. fighter's nervous like i don't know if you seen like a Young video of like a sixteen year old Mike Tyson in the amateurs. He was crying before fights. He's so nervous.
0: I've seen bro, it a lot.
1: Like that, yeah, dude. It's, it's really nerve wracking. But yeah, you'll definitely do good, and I'll, I'll be there to cheer you on and stuff.
0: Cool. I appreciate it, man. And you're, but, uh, you're coming with your dad, right? So I'll meet your dad too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Cool. Hell yeah, bro. And one more thing, I wanted to say. Uh, you mentioned Arturo Gaddy. Uh, like he's my profile picture bro i love arturo gaddy but he gets so much hate just because people are like oh he was a messy fighter it's like dude you don't know shit about boxing like if you think arturo gaddy was just some shit fighter then dude that honestly pisses me off like people make fun of him like for being in the hall of fame and stuff i'm like dude he had so many fucking entertaining fights he's an absolute legend he fought everyone there was to fight dude I i think I think his fight with Rodriguez was definitely one of the best of all time. All of his fights with uh, fight. Ward were amazing fights. And, you know, the disrespect for Gaddy's just...
0: It's weird, right? It's its like almost jealousy yeah. people have. But they forget, man, when when Gaddy was like 130, when he was a, a smaller fighter, he was really, really good. He was world class. When he moved up in weight, and a lot of that was because, you know, he loved the party in between fights. He wasn't the most disciplined guy. But it was just his heart that got him through a lot of those fights. He gets sucked into, you know, wars and stuff. But the dude could box. I'm not trying to say it was Pernell Whitaker, but he was a damn good fighter. And I, it pisses me off when people diss him. It, it's just odd. It's just really weird to me.
1: Yeah. All right, man. I got some food waiting for me, so I'll have to right, talk to you later. But I'll be sure to, I'll, yeah, I'll be sure to come on the Newport corner next week. And uh, yeah, man, I'll see you then.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Jack. Have a good weekend, man. Safe travels down to Atlanta, bro. Yeah, I think uh, his family is making the right call, man. There's more and more people moving out of places like, uh, you know, it's called the Mideast, I've I've heard, to describe the Rust Belt, right? You always hear the term Midwest, but it doesn't make sense to describe like Detroit, Pittsburgh, Cleveland cities like that as the Midwest when they're in the Eastern time zone. I literally grew up in Detroit. It's the East coast time zone. We weren't in the central time zone, but even if you're Chicago, uh, Indianapolis, you know, places like that, why is it called the Midwest? That's so stupid. So I've heard more and more people call it the mid East, which makes a hell of a lot more sense to me, but also it's called the rust belt. A lot of people are leaving the rust belt and moving down here to what they call the sun belt which is, you know, uh, what, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, Florida, you know, places like that. Uh, cities like Charlotte, uh, Orlando, Atlanta. Atlanta is the biggest one, but unless you go over to Texas, then it's, then it's Dallas and Houston. But uh, there's more and more people relocating down here, man. There's jobs and it, it's just good living. So, uh, Jack, you and your family are making the right move. Just uh, get ready to be... Just get ready to melt in the summer. That's the only thing I'm going to tell you, man. It is humid and hot as shit out here, and the bugs are huge. The mosquitoes look like the pterodactyls. They're they're huge. All right, back to the phones. (laughs) Uh, 805, I think this is Nacho. What's up, man? Is that you, Nacho? Hey, Mike,
2: what's going on?
0: What's going on, brother? Yes, it is, sir.
2: (laughs) Nothing much. I'm still laughing at your comment that you would actually – entertain borscht over gnocchi
0: (laughs) (laughs) no way man gnocchi gnocchi is Uh, bomb dude i love gnocchi uh,
2: you're you're telling me man that's like one of my favorite italian dishes yeah every time
0: might have to have gnocchi
2: tonight uh uh, there you go (laughs) um so uh basically uh yeah i was uh i'm in agreement with the whole like wba thing it's about time that somebody called these dudes out for, like, the crazy, you know, mess and corruption that they've basically been responsible for as far as doling out these titles like they're candy. And then, you know, basically confusing the shit out of uh, most fans. Like, most fans don't even know who's a legit champion anymore because there's just so many damn belts in a lot of these divisions that you can't even explain it. Like, I don't even try to explain it anymore because there's just so many damn belts. It's not even funny. But it's impossible to explain. Finally, yeah. So thank God finally somebody's calling these dudes out for their greed and their corruption, and they're finally going to start you know getting rid of some of these ridiculous belts that they don't need. Um, the thing um what was it with uh with the fight last weekend? Uh, the card was entertaining considering that on paper when you looked at it. It didn't look like it was going to be all that great. It actually ended up being a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, the the fight of the night was uh, Magsayo and Seja. Good lord, that, that
0: was knockout!
2: Unbelievable fight. Yeah, that that knockout was uh, brutal. But I mean, it, it sucks for Seja because he's he's going to end up being one of these guys when he retires. When he looks back on his career, he's going to be like the could have been guy. If he had just been able to get uh, to the end of the fight, I think he beat Maxayo, and and the judges actually had him winning that fight until he got knocked out because he was beating Maxio up pretty good throughout he that fight. Yeah. He, was hurt- yeah, he dropped him, but he was hurting him to the body all night, Mike. It was crazy just seeing him just beat the hell out of Maxio. And Maxayo I thought, was very fortunate to get the knockout when he did. I mean... Yeah, that, that that was crazy, but that was just a hell of a fight. Um, the only one I just kind of have a complaint about was just, why does the PBC want to keep recycling these old dudes with a name like Robert Guerrero and Victor Ortiz? My God, both of those guys need to be put out to pasture already. Like, they're both done. Like, neither one has anything left. At this point, they're just shells of what they used to be, and they keep trotting them out there to just get beat up and Guerrero's probably just gonna get beat down by somebody because of his name mm-hmm. and his uh and his cachet by, you know, whoever it is that they put out there. But yeah, both of those dudes need to be gone. And then uh with uh Pacquiao and Ugas. I mean it's funny listening to all of these people, like you know they have an agenda when they say what they say about Manny. I mean, Manny's a 42 year old man, you know, he's getting up there Um, You know, he lost a competitive fight, but he lost. I mean, I'm one of the biggest Pacquiao fans ever, but I'll admit he lost that fight. I thought Ugas did more than enough to win that fight. Um, It's just the thing that's really making it tough to, like, um, to see him right now as far as, like, continuing on is how he's kind of putting it out there like, oh, um, my my calves were cramping up and I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And, like, he's just making these little excuses to kind of justify why he should still be out there. And I really hope his wife or somebody talks to him and it's like, bro, like, this is time. Like, why are we going to keep, you know, subjecting you uh, to getting beat up and possibly laid out? Like, that's the last thing I want to see is him get laid out by someone who's bigger, faster, and younger, you know? So I hope they convince him uh, to genuinely have a farewell fight like you brought up. I mean ideally it would be cool to see him have a farewell fight in the Philippines but with the way things are right now who the hell knows if that could even happen. Yeah. But it would it would be cool to see him have a farewell fight and just be done and, and go be president Manny in the Philippines, you know. That would be a a great way to cap his uh his boxing career. Um the the, the thing that I found interesting, I don't know if you know anything more about it. I've been seeing this lately. Um, did you hear about how the IPF wants uh, Teofimo and Cambosos to get vaccinated yeah. before their title fight?
0: Yeah. And Triller wants it too, which, you know, Yeah, I understand.
2: Yeah, no, I, I don't blame them after the mess that uh, Lopez caused by getting COVID in the first place. I don't blame them for wanting him to get vaccinated at this point. So, yeah. It's kind of crazy though. They're trying to stage that fight on a Tuesday and on a pay per view too. But it is yeah. supposedly going to be twenty bucks. So that would be
0: twenty that would bucks be awesome if they
2: did that.
0: Yeah, man, twenty bucks. Yeah. The thing. The thing with the vaccine, and I'm not going to get all into that debate, you know. But um, if if Lopez really got COVID, then he's got the antibodies, and he's he's kind of almost immune. Uh, from getting it again, I, the, the vaccine really won't help him. It'll help Cambosis more. Uh, but either way, like, I don't blame the IBF or Triller for wanting that. It's just extra insurance. And, you know, I hope the Tuesday pay-per-view does good, man, because I wouldn't mind seeing more of that in the future. I really wouldn't.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's a good idea to have more days available to have guys fight because yeah. this idea that the fights always have to be on Saturday or or Friday, Um, you know, I don't think that's going to work anymore. You got to have more dates for guys to be more active and to actually be available for fights because there's just not enough Saturdays and Sundays in the year to, to have everyone fight. So it would just make sense to have weekdays available for sure. But yeah, that, that's just, uh, some, uh, and then, um, just, uh, real quick, as far as like the fights this weekend, I like a lot of these fights that Showtime put on the undercard of this Woodley Paul fight. Like, I think there's a couple of decent fights that I want to see. Like, I want to see the Dubois. uh
0: Cusimano. What's his
2: opponent's name?
0: Giuseppe Cusimano. Cusimano. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, that that might be an interesting fight. And then the other one I definitely want to see is Montana Love and uh, Ivan Baranchuk. Yep. I think that could be a really good fight too. Hell yeah! So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be watching. Uh, these fights because I kind of want to see like uh, you know what the uh, undercard turns out to be. Hopefully, it'll be good, especially with uh, Charles Conwell uh, being on there as well. Um, but in reality, I don't really care about Woodley and and Jake Paul. I think that's just a a freak sideshow <laughs> to get both guys paid. So you know, it is what it is.
0: Uh, I'm sure you got other guys on the line, Mike. Uh, That's my call. All right. Thanks a lot, Nacho. Have a good weekend, bro. All right. Thanks. Uh, You too. Yeah, and to kind of follow up on what Nacho brought up with uh, Pacquiao real quick, I don't know if you guys saw, but I tweeted it out. I think I posted it on Instagram, too. uh, Jinky, his wife, posted a video where Manny's face is beat up, his eyes are swollen up, his jaw is hurt. You know, he can't really open his jaw and chew a lot. And she's feeding him soup. It looks like uh, porridge or something like that, and it's touching. It really is touching because you could tell, you could feel the love between them, and she's really taking care of him. But also, that's the side of this that so many, so many people don't see. You know, uh, what fighters go through getting beat up. Uh, first of all, most fighters go into the ring not a hundred percent. You're tearing muscles, you're you're tearing tendons and shit in camp, just like I'm. I just went through. Um, and you're going into a fight injured most of the time. And then after that, man, you're beat up, you're swollen up. Um, it's almost worse for Manny at this age. Like, like Nacho talked about Manny getting laid out. I think it'd be worse for him to have more fights like he just had with Ugas. Or he went 12 rounds with a guy who doesn't punch like really, really super hard, but punches hard enough to bust you up. And Manny took, you know, punches over 12 rounds at 42 years old, uh, from a a tall rangy guy, uh, with, with, you know, skills who knows how to punch sharp. He's a sharp puncher, not a power puncher, but a sharp one. Those are the kinds of things that are really going to affect Manny more as he ages. Think of a guy like James Tony, man. I was James ever knocked out. Not that I can think of was James ever laid out. no. But, man, he took just so many punches in those fights. He fought on way too long, right? And look at James now, man. He's got that heavy tongue. It's really difficult to hear what he's he's saying sometimes. And it's only going to get worse for him. I don't want to see that for Manny. So I think Jinky releasing that video, part of that was to show people, like, look how beat up Manny is. A lot of people are like, yeah, it was a competitive fight. It was. It was. It was a competitive fight. But – Look how he looks. Ugas looked beat up too, by the way. Went through a lot of the same shit. The difference is he's like seven, eight years younger than Manny, right? He hasn't been through the wars. Man, Manny's had over 70 pro fights, guys. So um, one more and that's it. He needs to retire. He really, really needs to. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's see. Uh, 513, you're on the show. What's going on?
3: Hey Mike, it's Andrew. Uh yeah, uh, what you were just saying, I agree. He needs he needs to retire. If he's gonna if he's gonna have another fight, it better be a pretty soft touch, probably in the Philippines, just to say goodbye to the boxing world as one of the biggest, biggest fighters in the sport to come along in decades. Yeah. Um but like, you know, father time has it so in the welterweight division, it's going through a transition phase, and the fighters that are gonna be coming up from 140. You know, Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez, he got, you know, it 147, he got Jerron Ennis, Virgil Ortiz, some of these other young welterweights. Like, he's not going to be able to hang with those guys. No. He's more complacent guys in their early to the mid-30s. The, I feel like, you know, I mean, Ugas did win that fight. I'm not trying to crap on, like, Ugas and all the achievements, but these guys coming up are a lot more dangerous than Manny. If he, like, if he, if he got in a fight with Virgil Ortiz, it would be ugly it yeah. would be ugly
0: very so, ugly i 100 yeah, agree with um, yeah it, it,
3: and you know he just you know he needs the you know he's got his political career in the philippines he wants to do some good things for his country and i, I hope he manages to do that
0: <laughs> yeah i'm with you and i think if he goes on to do that and he does become president it, you know manny's a guy we're going to be talking about 20 years from now you know Uh, And that's a big difference between him and Floyd Mayweather. They were the two premier fighters of their era. But Floyd, we're not going to be talking about him in 20 years. Manny probably will be the president of the Philippines one day, or he'll be, uh, he'll still be in the public eye in a big, big way, impacting millions of lives. And um, it's just, it's time, man. It's time for him to make that transition. I'm with you, Andrew. I a fight with him and like Virgil Ortiz, it would look like Joe Smith versus Bernard Hopkins. I mean, that's honestly how it would end. I just don't want to see that, man. I really don't.
3: I, well, it, it, I hate to say it. It might actually be worse because Virgil yeah. Ortiz, I think, is a lot better than Joe Smith. Great point. Great
0: point. You're absolutely <laughs> right. do
3: like Joe <laughs>
0: No, you're right. You're absolutely right.
3: Um, <laughs> Um, the the other the other thing I wanted to talk about is I'm very disappointed. I don't understand why we don't have any like real boxing cards because I mean Jake Paul. It's not in my mind that's not really boxing. It's entertainment. If you like it, great. If you don't, cool. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll probably end up watching the event because there's nothing else I'm doing on Sunday night. But <laughs> um, you, you know. It's like, why, why is that really scared to go up against Jake Paul? Like,
0: that's a good like, point. Why
3: isn't there another card?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true, man. I think a lot of cards got put on hold because of the whole Canelo plant thing. And then all the uh, fights that got delayed because of COVID, you know, uh, with uh, Tio and Cambosis, they didn't really have a date set for a while. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Fury and Wilder. They didn't have a date set. Benavidez had a fight get get postponed, so I think that affected this date. It, it just it just slipped through the cracks. But you're so right because there's been a, a, several weekends where there's like three or four cards on at the same time, and one of those promoters should have thought, "What the? I'm just gonna move it to to the end of August because it's a wide open date." But yeah, man, th- this this weekend is pretty dry, brother.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about one of those fights that got, like, postponed, like, uh, you know, lopez Cambosis, like that. I would be, like, if it was on Saturday, because it attracts a completely different fan base than Jake Paul attracts. Yeah. As I said, I'll probably watch it, because in my opinion, I mean, Jake's not a good boxer. I'm not doing it. But he can put on a show, and it can be entertaining. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be like without the whole thriller sideshow thing. I don't know if it's going to be as good. I might, you know, but I'm curious to see what it's going to be like with a straight stick boxing broadcast. With
0: yeah, Ball that's with going to be interesting, head. right? More Ronaldo is going to be calling the fight probably. That's going to be just bizarre.
3: <laughs> you, you need Snoop Dogg in there. You, yeah. You need Snoop Dogg. You need Snoop <laughs> there for the freak show. Like, yeah, and you know, uh, you know, uh, I I mentioned it a bit last week. I mean, you know, Jake Jake. I mean, he's he's got this thing going. He's figured out a way to harness his online fans into a boxing career, and he's he's going to be around for a while. But it, it, he is what he is. Like I, I don't, I'm not going to be mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man.
0: I hear you. Yeah,
3: but I I understand some people don't. But I'll let you get the other callers. And uh... all right, Andrew. All right.
0: Have a great I'll weekend, later man.
3: Later. All right. All
0: right. Yeah, we haven't even got to Manny yet. We might have to delay the Manny talk. Although some of you guys, your calls, you're talking about Manny. Uh, let's see. We got a couple more. Let's get to these calls, man. Uh, Keith. I think this is Keith. What's up, man?
3: Hey, Mike. That's Keith. How's it
0: going? Good, 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 good.
3: Um. Yeah, so just to kind of touch on Manny, I agree pretty much with everyone. He he should retire. The the big his biggest asset um, from what it looked like on Saturday night is, is gone. His legs, and um, that's what kind of carried him. <clears throat> it's what made him defensively sound to an extent, often, and, and it's what made him a you know fantastic offensive fighter. So once his legs are gone, he uh, unfortunately there's not a whole lot left there. He's almost like a sitting target.
0: Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, if you look at Manny's angles, um, you know, I always say Manny used to get shoulder to shoulder on a fighter quicker yeah. and more explosively than anybody I've ever seen. Like literally anybody in, in all my life of watching boxing, I've never seen anybody get shoulder to shoulder. And now he kind of gets shoulder to chest. You know what I'm saying? It's not as wide and he can get tagged. But the, the Ugas with those right hands all night. It's you know he was just landing them. Uh, I mean, imagine if Virgil Ortiz or jerron Ennis would, were landing those kinds of shots. Even Josh Taylor. People are talking about Pacquiao and Taylor. I don't want to, Taylor will mess Pacquiao up. I don't want to see that.
1: It,
3: and to be honest with you too, I mean, Taylor's even in Pat and Pacquiao's prime. Not that Taylor would beat him, but Taylor's a style. Crawford's a style that has always given Pacquiao because he's great. Point. They, they have very good lateral. Moves. Yeah. From mobile. To Lick Akio, I mean, in his rise up to, you know, from lightweight to well sports, he wasn't a fighting guy like that. He was fighting guys who moved in a, for the most part, linear fashion until he fought to Bradley, which, yeah, I mean, everyone's agreed he beat him the first fight, but Bradley gave him issues as well, too. Yeah. Um, and to kind of follow up on that, um, I, yeah, Manny should take a, you know, one more fight. I, well, no, I think I think two more fights. Not what he's saying, but he wants you on to do, guys, which is, stupid. He shouldn't do that, but I think if things play out with Conor McGregor, McGregor picks up a win or two in the UFC. They should do that boxing fight, and then he can make a shit ton of money and then he have his, have his farewell fight in the Philippines. That way, he has some money going out of it as well, too.
0: I could see that. I just wonder... uh Yeah, I mean, even at this stage he's at, he, would, he should still whoop Conor McGregor, but what if Conor landed a haymaker punch out of nowhere in... Knocked out me. <sighs> Could you imagine that? It'd yeah, would be insane. Stuck,
3: but I, just McGregor doesn't have his boxing style, doesn't he, he, so it doesn't seem like it's power translate from, 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 yeah. from MMA
0: to boxing He doesn't know how to punch. He's yeah. like
3: that like, No, yeah, exactly. He doesn't get leveraged on his punches. He looks literally like the Notre Dame Notre Dame uh uh logo, the leprechaun where he he's he straight up, no leverage on his punches.
0: Yeah. Um
3: yeah, I would like that fight but I don't know, we'll see. Um, and then, um, I, I don't know if I could be wrong, but I saw that the WBA might be, I heard that the WBA might be manding Dubois as a, as a, as a, as the, the winner of Dubois to modify mandatory. Is that true or not?
0: Yeah. I think it's because Dubois is, I think the interim champ and now the interim champs uh-huh. are going to be the mandatory. So that's okay. the way they're doing it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there a WBA regular champ? Because I think the super champ is Joshua. I might have to look this shit up, man. I, I just cannot keep up with their bullshit. Let's see. WBA <laughs> ratings. Because now I'm curious. But yeah, th- that's the way it's supposed to work. All right, here we go. The W. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So the super champion is Anthony Joshua. The regular champion is Trevor Bryan. And then the champ in recess is Manuel Char. The gold champion is Robert Hellenius. The interim champ is Dubois. So if Dubois beats kuzumano or even kuzumano wins, the winner, I think, is in line to fight Trevor Bryan, which neither of them are really going to fear. So I think they're they're going to take that fight.
3: Oh, gotcha. I'm just looking at the grand scheme of things. So let's say, you know, Fury and uh, Joshua both won the respective fight, would that be an issue with the WBA then? Because there's, it seems like there's two more fights that need to happen before they fight Joshua.
0: I don't think so, because there's that buffer, that the regular belt, and then there's the champion recess, which is insane, and then the gold belt. So obviously they still have a lot of house cleaning to do. Uh, nothing's going to get in the way of that Fury-Joshua fight uh, if it can be made next year. So uh, I, there's a good Got chance it. it happens. I just... I Want to see how Fury's gonna look in this third fight with uh Wilder coming off of COVID, you know?
3: Yeah, he just did an NTV Cribs episode actually with that show, so it was pretty
0: funny. They, they still have that show,
3: I, I was, I mean, unless it's an old episode, but he has like five kids, so uh, oh my god, I think it's still, yo, MTV I UK, I, it's I, it was
0: that is hilarious i didn't even know like i haven't watched mtv and uh, shit i can't i can't tell you but that's funny man they still have that show wow they used to show music videos when i was a kid they used to show music videos believe it or not
3: yeah i wasn't allowed to watch mtv when i was a kid
0: which is pretty funny (laughs) it's much worse now than when you were a kid
3: yeah yeah exactly um, and I did I did post that uh, survey link in the chat as well to, just to let you
0: know. Oh, you did? Okay.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: I'll
0: post it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post it again. Guys, uh, Keith made a survey uh, about boxing uh, just with some general questions. so Some demographic stuff, and then like um, your preferences of networks, platforms, stuff like that. Um, what could be done to make things better? He also asked who has the best pizza in America. It didn't include Detroit-style pizza. So I'm a little mad at that,
3: but no, no. it's in there. It's, it's in
0: there, there now. Okay, cool. Uh, there we go. You get the applause for that. Uh,
3: Thanks. I, I will say that I, I'm in, I'm in Orange County, in California, New York, from New York. So I, I think we all know who has the best pizza. In
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just we'll leave it up to the survey. Leave it up to the yeah, survey.
3: Yeah. You guys to have the copy and paste it looks like, but yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. I'll let you go. Thanks for the time. And, uh, And happy anniversary to you guys again.
0: Thanks a lot, Keith. Have a good weekend, man.
3: You too. Take care.
0: All right. Uh Cela in the chat says, What is this? The Sopranos, kuzumano fighting. I love your spelling of kuzumano by the way. Hilarious. Um, okay, so Nacho said, man, they, they brought back MTV Cribs. Wow. Dude, that's crazy. Man, that is funny. Um Nacho says, Trevor Bryan's a decent heavyweight. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Dubois. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that fight. It's not title fight worthy, but yeah, it's a good developmental fight for both guys. I basically look at them both as prospects. Toreen Falk, what's up, man? He says, uh, it's a shame that they took a robbery and an outcry for the WBA to get their shit together. Yeah, and it's only partially together. Remember, guys, we still got. Let me share my screen and just show this to you guys real quick, because it's just it's just hilarious to look at this. How did the boxing establishment just just deal with this for the last few years? Look at look at heavyweight <coughs> heavyweight man. You got a super champ right here. You got a world champion. They don't even put regular in there because they realize how stupid it sounds. You got champion in recess. <laughs> you got gold champion. And then you got interim champion, right? And then look, let's look at the top 10. A couple of these names make sense, but Charles Martin? Gerald's in there. Mark DeMori. I mean, Some of these names, man. Jonathan Rice just came off a good win. He should be up in their top 10. Why isn't he? Uh, some of these names, man. Oh, my God. But outside of Anthony Joshua and, let's say, Usyk, who's about to fight Joshua, um, are any of these guys in here, any of them, top 10 heavyweights? Eh, I don't think. I mean, Helenius is borderline, but these other title holders, would you call Brian or Char or Dubois a top 10 heavyweight? I don't even think Hellenius is a top 10 heavyweight. Yet they have world titles. That is the WBA, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, so bad. So bad. All right, guys. We... We're, about, we're at an hour into the show. I've got like eight more calls. I'm not going to get to all of them. There's no freaking way. Um, Keith, please post that survey again in the chat because a few people are asking about it. And DM it to me later. I will post it in a pinned comment on this video. Guys, I will also post uh, links to a place where you can buy tickets for my fight next month. And um, also a, a place where... A, a button where you can donate if you want to donate to the event, to the charity that, uh, we're, we're trying to raise money for. So I'll post all those links in the, the comment section of this video. Okay. So look out for that, but yeah, guys, there's no way I'm going to get to all these calls. Uh, also I have a dinner reservation in about 55 minutes. So we got to wrap this up in a couple minutes. Okay. Um, I'm going to take one more call. All right. We're going to take one more. I'm sorry, man. I see a couple of you guys are calling from the UK. We got calls from all over the country, but CJ has been on the line for a minute here. I want to jump over and get CJ. So I apologize to all you guys. I can't get to everyone today. I got a dinner reservation with the wife, but uh, CJ, you're on the line. What's up, man?
3: Hey, Montero, I'm going to keep this quick because you damn sure can't be late for that dinner reservation. Hell no. Happy anniversary.
0: Thanks a lot, brother.
3: All right. All right. So I'll just throw this out here. That way you can get back to what you got to do this weekend and just call back in on Monday. If anybody needs to get the official boxing kick themselves in the nuts sometimes, it's Gilberto Mendoza. Shame (laughs) on him. I mean, good on Ugas for getting that W. But you got to know somewhere that because of them trying to get too greedy in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago with that Fox card, that this is the receipts from them having to do that. Because everybody's probably got to be mad that, unfortunately, Manny couldn't get one more W to truly get that crossover fight with Earl Spence or anybody else. But that's because of what they did out there in Minneapolis. Everybody's got eyes on them and they can make this big deal about pulling all these interim titles. We saw this happen a couple years ago. They'll figure out a new way to call the interim title something else, and they'll run them right back because, you know, I've got to have some titles to throw on some of these Showtime tank cards that are coming up in the rest of these uh, upcoming weeks and months. That's all I'm going to say for this one right here, man. Bless you. Y'all have fun this weekend. I'll get back up with you next week, man.
0: Okay, man. Say hi to the wife for me, all right? Have a great weekend, bro.
3: Got it, man. Be good. You too.
0: It's my man, CJ. Good dude. Good dude. Um, All right. Since CJ was so quick, I will take one more caller because this guy's been on hold for 21 minutes too. Uh, So we'll take one more. Okay. And I got to go, guys. All right. I have to be good. I don't want the wife to beat me up. All right. 619. That's San Diego. You're on the show. What's going on?
3: Hey, Michael. It's Juan Valverde. Happy
0: anniversary. Juan, thanks, man. Appreciate that.
3: Yeah, so um, I wanted to call in. uh, I heard your last week, well Monday show, I think, and uh, I was uh, listening to people talk about who the next Manny would be.
1: You know, who has?
3: I was thinking about that, and I'm like, nobody. Yeah, nobody. There's actually only been another another guy like Manny. That's Muhammad Ali. There hasn't been anybody like him, like Muhammad Ali or him, that transcended the sport, and you know, are Doing these kind of things that they're doing, like being political, you know, being an inspiration to a whole country, like that big, like, you know. So, the only other guy that kind of comes close to Alexei you know, he was the president of, the, uh, I think, Managua, Nicaragua, Right. I'm mistaken. Uh, but other than those two guys, I, I, I think they only come once every 50 years. And I don't think we're going to be here to see another one, at least.
2: For
3: you know, it's just, Especially right now, the, it's very difficult to get a fighter that's doing the kind of things that this guy is doing. Um, and, and in regards to them, uh, staying more, again, I agree with most, you know, with everybody. needs to do it. But who am I to say that right? his, life, his family has to feed. Yeah.
0: You're, br- you're breaking up a little bit, Juan. Your phone's going in and out.
3: Uh, okay. Well, I, I just wanted to say that. uh that Manny probably will Paul continue to fight that I don't, you know, I, I, I've i seen it my, myself live. I was there when yeah. the man died in the ring and uh, I just spoke with, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, Clayton hey Stan, the boxer from the, from the 90s. And yeah. I just spoke with that guy. The guy had like 28 fights. Uh, he he sounds he like the guy who had 100 fights. And uh, yeah. it's not good, dude. It, it, at, at a certain age, you have to stop because you're, the rest of your life will suffer if, if you, you know, um, if you continue doing this. But other than that, I, I in regards to the WBA doing what they did, you know, in the end, this is part of the how the sport works right now. Fighters don't fight enough; these guys don't get enough money because these guys don't fight enough, so they have to make up titles to make money to continue to go on. So it's it's part of the cycle, dude. Uh, I see it, and I just like well. This is, has a bigger problem below it that people are not looking at. And, uh, and the sport, if the, the, the fighters don't fight, there's no money for every, anybody. They don't get better. You know, the product gets diluted and we don't have good fighters and good fights. And that's what happens. So that's all I got, man. Happy anniversary. Enjoy. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see you soon again. All
0: right. Thanks a lot, Juan. Have a great weekend, bro. You too, man. Great calls today, guys great freaking calls we get the best calls on friday man um cj with the super chat thank you so much man he he said uh set up a link a link for trunk sponsorship for your fight next month Mm -hmm. i don't know if i have enough time to order trunks but if i fight again after that i should definitely think about that man that's a great freaking idea why did not i think of that you're smarter than me cj (laughs) Uh, Trent with the super chat, thank you so much, Trent. Um, Kiznock and Bully knocked out in the same year. No, happy anniversary, bro. You're the man. Yeah, you're the man, Trent. Thank you so much. And yeah, that, tough knockouts, man. But I'm um, gonna say, you know, I, I say this a lot, but sometimes it's better to get knocked out clean like that than to get beat down over like a long, drawn out fight. And um, I think that they can rebound, man. Uh, Maybe it was just a little too much too soon uh, for for them, especially Bully. Uh, He hadn't looked good in a couple of fights prior to that fight with Rosado. And uh, they got to slow down and work on craft, man. Work on craft. You can't just plow through everybody. All right, guys. Let's get that outro music going. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with you guys uh, today about some stuff. So thank you for letting me talk about some of my personal stuff coming up. I hope you guys are excited to uh, see my fight, regardless if you watch it live that night or if you check it out once I post it to my channel. But I got a date. I got an opponent. Contracts are signed. It is on. I'm really looking forward to it. So um, I'm going to go get dressed and get ready to go to dinner with the wife. You guys enjoy yourself. Have a great weekend. I'll see you at the fights.